uncoiling of or the awakening of your female energy. It's your primal power. And why do we want to awaken this Kundalini energy? Well, we want to awaken it so we can realize our full potential for health, for happiness, for vitality, for consciousness. This is the Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence and sexual energy. I'm your host, Maria Grinina, and I dedicate my life to nurturing and growing feel the community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most potent energy sexual energy you can join our community for free and access a rich tapestry of knowledge from diverse incredible teachers from all over the world and i leave the link to join in this podcast description for you in this podcast through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts who serve our field community we explore various aspects of femininity including self-love body positivity, sexuality, relationships, intuitive wisdom, embodiment, and feminine leadership. Welcome to the Feminine Power Podcast. In this episode, we are sharing audios from our private Telegram group for women, where experts in various fields of women's health and pleasure share their wisdom via voice notes. All our Telegram content is unedited, raw, and is directly from the teachers. And if you're a member of the chat, you can also jump in and ask questions and connect with them directly. You can join via the link in this podcast episode notes. We're sharing the audios of Catherine McCusker all about Kundalini energy and how to work with it in a way that can benefit our lives our bodies, health, relationships, creativity, and pleasure. I highly recommend listening to this episode or to the audios if you are in our Telegram chat. If you would like to hear more about this powerful energy living in all beings and really dismantle the myths around Kundalini and all the confusions around it. Catherine McCasker has been teaching Kundalini yoga and meditation worldwide since 2000. She started her journey as a professional opera singer. And her background in music and voice gives her a deep connection to the power of mantra and pranayama. And it is particularly interesting to listen about her techniques and practices that help to not only unlock energy centers, but also really learn to express your truth and use your voice as a powerful tool in life. Catherine McCasker is the author of Everyday Kundalini, a book that aims to share transformative teachings around this powerful energy with as many people as possible in a healthy and unintimidating way. This podcast is quite long, but it only includes three out of the five audios that Catherine has shared with our private community on Telegram. So if you are a member or if you are a woman and would like to become a member, check out the link in the podcast description and you can go then and apply and join our community for free and get to listen to her full story as well as 
over 25 more different subjects a taboo subject all about intimacy pleasure tantra sexuality feminine energy spirituality and a lot more and you will get access to more and more of these conversations as we keep sharing them the group is free and for women only also, if you are in London and are listening to this podcast before 3rd of March 2024, then we really invite you to join our workshop with Catherine McCasker. We're going to guide women on a Sunday morning on 3rd of March through Kundalini yoga practice, followed by embodiment. And it will be an incredible three-hour workshop in central London. And if you'd like to join, please check out the notes for this podcast episode we host events every month in london mostly but also in other european cities so i'm looking forward to seeing you at one of them and now let's listen to Catherine's wisdom hi everyone this is Catherine back again for day two sharing with the feel community and to all women who are interested in this topic of my journey through kundalini yoga my introduction to it how it's impacted my life and how it can be very effective for women who are wanting to claim their power to feel alive vital creative uh, sensual sexual and confident empowered i read a quote today which i'm going to share with you which I find very inspiring by a hero of mine, Maya uh, Angelou. And she says, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor and some style. And that really resonates with me, uh, especially now at this stage of my life. I'm uh, in the middle of my life and I've had quite a journey and uh I feel that as women, we should thrive, not merely survive. And uh, my discovery of Kundalini Yoga awakened that sense again of uh, finding the passion from within, channeling that, allowing that energy to nourish all aspects of my life. So yesterday I spoke uh, about my introduction to Kundalini Yoga uh, at a time of my life when I was searching for more balance, more peace, more uh, connection to my body, to my creative energy, to my sexual energy. Uh, and I said yesterday that I feel that the creative sexual energy is, for me, very much the spiritual energy. And it's how we use that energy consciously in different aspects of our lives um, is to how we will uh, embody it. So when I was in my 20s, I was very aware that I had a very... A strong presence, a very strong energy, and I directed that into my singing career, singing opera uh, on stage at a very young age after going to university, uh, studying music, piano, 
and performing at Sydney Opera House and then overseas in Europe in different houses. But it was when I moved to Europe to go freelance from being in the Opera House singing principal roles in Sydney that I realised there was a shift. Uh, There was much more of a pressure living in a new country. Uh, I didn't have family in the UK and... Uh, I had lots of friends, but I didn't have family. And at that stage when I moved, I didn't have a partner. So I was pretty much doing it solo. And freelance can be quite a challenging um, path to navigate because uh, jobs are uncertain and really it depends on you um, going through that experience and and how you manage it and I think because uh, I had before been in uh, a company where I was a resident principal singer for me the freelance life was a whole different uh, experience and one that I found stressful at times I have to admit uh, with lots of auditioning with lots of Uh, performing in different parts of Europe when I got gigs and it was around uh, my 30s my mid-30s where I was in a relationship with a man and I felt that it wasn't a healthy relationship uh, because I felt that I was giving my energy away. And in yogic terms, we say that uh, when a man penetrates a woman and it's not uh, a deep, intimate, loving, conscious relationship, um, then if that is ongoing, that that can uh, affect her aura. And her aura meaning kind of her energetic presence, her her shakti which is also what I spoke a little about yesterday in my talk shakti is your creative primal power so that penetration of a man to a woman can uh can somehow um deplete that source it can somehow um dim the light so the more you uh the more you use your energy in that way, in a sexual way, without doing it consciously, then the more it can impact your aura, Uh, which is another word for light, radiance, vitality, uh, presence. So I found that very interesting when I uh, studied Kundalini Yoga more from a yogic perspective, from that perspective. ancient technology that the yogis believe that and to me now it does make sense that you know the more you share your energy with the wrong people the more it's going to deplete your light and your prana your life force and your shakti your creative power as a woman so it's about being conscious as to where you want to uh, put your energy really and where you uh put your energy can impact your capacity 
to thrive and feel confident and feel vital and uh, feel empowered. So it was around my 30s, as I was saying, that I was in a relationship that wasn't healthy. Um, However, I think because I was going through a period where I felt quite unstable and insecure with work and, and life and living, I stayed in that relationship probably longer than I should have. And it was actually during that time that I came to the acupuncturist uh, who recommended I experience Kundalini. And as I said yesterday, I then went to Yucatan, uh, Mexico, on a retreat, a yatra, a spiritual journey, which I'd never been on one of those before. And I had a very powerful first experience of Kundalini. And in fact, it was a Kundalini awakening. And uh, quite unusual, really, to have your first experience of kundalini yoga as a kundalini awakening but i feel that i was ready and i was searching for something and i knew something was not right and something was lacking something was missing um even though you know i had had very much um a very exciting career and lots of different relationships, but none that were very loving, deep, and I would say m- most weren't loving and deep. There were maybe a couple that were, but there were some that definitely weren't. So I think at that stage I wasn't so conscious of where I was putting my energy and a career of performing as an artist takes a lot of energy so in my mid-30s I felt depleted I felt like I uh, lacked the nourishment to really thrive and I was kind of running on empty I felt very depleted and that was impacting my creative life and of course my um, my vitality and my confidence so that's when I discovered the kundalini had a kundalini awakening which was a very beautiful experience for me and I just want to um, debunk and demystify the myths about kundalini being dangerous because in fact I had a student ask me that today and uh, there's a lot of information misinformation you'll you'll see on the internet about kundalini and oh is it dangerous to practice it and you know um is it uh dangerous to have a kundalini awakening is it going to affect you in a negative way well anything that is powerful you have to treat with respect and that's what i said to my student today and for people that start to make judgments about something without actually experiencing it, then I feel that, you know, it's our job to encourage people to try it. So I would say to those people that are saying, oh, but I've heard it's really dangerous. Well, it's important to experience something for yourself to find out if it's dangerous or not. Kundalini yoga is not dangerous. And having a kundalini awakening uh, is also not dangerous. However, if you are abusing the teachings and disrespecting them, then 
anything that's powerful, i.e. your energy, then uh, yes, there could be um, some negative impacts from that, potentially. So if you have uh, a very shattered nervous system, for example, if you've taken lots of drugs in your lifetime, if you've had um, a very stressful, high-pressured life that's been full of a lot of trauma, then the Kundalini journey could feel very intense. However, not dangerous, but intense. So it's important to practice Kundalini with, you know, that in mind, that you don't uh, practice it if you're going through um, some kind of therapy, deep therapy, where you might have some mental illness or where you've been uh, taking lots of drugs or taking, going through um, AA. You, you have to be in a conscious state to really kind of go into the practice rather than unconscious where you've been perhaps, you know, not treating your body with respect and, and as healthy as it could be. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel that um, there are these misunderstood uh, uh, interpretations of what Kundalini is. So, uh, from... A yogic perspective, I mean, Kundalini has been around for thousands of years and it uh, has often been referred to as uh, the Kundalini serpent. This is like a metaphor because in Sanskrit terms, uh, it's known as the coiled one, which is like the snake, the metaphor of the snake coiled around the base of the spine. Uh, at the Muladhara, so in fact at the fourth vertebra. So this uncoiling is like the uncoiling, the uncurling, the uncoiling of you, your powerful female energy, yeah, the Shakti. It's the uncoiling of or the awakening of your female energy. It's your primal power. And why do we want to awaken this Kundalini energy? Well, we want to awaken it so we can realize our full potential for health, for happiness, for vitality, for consciousness. And it's nothing more than that. It's nothing more kind of um, mystical. Uh, it's, it's, it's an energy that is your energy. And when you can tap into it and embody it, you can sense your own sovereignty and feel very alive, awake and empowered by it. So that to me is not dangerous. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. Um, we are taking a little break so that you can learn how to access your sexual energy and feminine power at any time and learn to embody your most confident, beautiful, powerful self. We've gathered a community of leading teachers, Tantra, embodiment, sex, love, intimacy, relationship coaches. And together with them, 
we create simple daily practices and rituals that you can access online on demand. Embodiment, breath, tantric practices, meditations, dance, movement, everything you need to cultivate your sexual energy and feminine power. Even five minutes a day make a huge difference. You can access these practices in the field portal at a super affordable price from 15 to 30 dollars per month. And believe me, this is the investment that has unbelievable huge returns for your life, love, relationships, creativity, abundance, pleasure, and so much more. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Join the Feel portal at feelup.co slash membership or find the link in this podcast feed or on our Instagram at feel underscore women. If I go back to my journey, as I said, I was coming out of a fairly unhealthy relationship which um, disconnected me from my real self, my inner confident creative self. And it was through Kundalini and the awakening that I had in Yucatan, Mexico, that ignited that flame again. And that was a beautiful moment, a special moment in my life. And I'll never forget it. And it really set me on this new path of um, feeling confident in my own power again as a woman and feeling alive and sensual and creative and sexual. So I, uh, as I said yesterday, I did the training, the Kundalini training after that, not to teach. It was merely to go into the teachings deeper and to integrate them into my life and to know more about the energetics because I was very curious about energetics. And, you know, life is full of energy. You know, everything's made up of vibration and because of my background as a singer, always studying music, sound, voice, uh, you know, I was fascinated by Kundalini because uh, there were so many parallels in the sense that uh, singing is all about the power of sound, energy, vibration. Kundalini is about awakening that vibration, mainly through breath work, uh, mantra. So as well as movement, mudras, hand positions, uh, mental focus, which we call drishti points. But the main two components that are very instrumental to kind of awakening that kundalini are the breath work and uh, the mantra, the sound vibration. So as a singer, I was really drawn to that because I found it very uh, also very creative. The Kriyas, the yoga sets were all different. They were very prescriptive. You could work on the heart chakra. You could work on all the chakras. You could uh, awaken your creativity. You could work on your sexuality. You could work on, um, you know, the mind as much as the body, meditations for everything, Um and I, I really felt for me, it was like medicine. You know, I'd found something that I knew I could journey with and go deep into. 
and not get bored because I found a lot of yoga and meditation practices out there were kind of one dimensional for me and I have quite a busy mind I have lots of ideas and I found that the kundalini helped to uh really spark more ideas more inspiration creativity and sensuality and it's and uh, but also at the same time it grounded me I think and may and kind of embodied uh that energy that I knew that I had from a very young age a very strong energy and I I feel as women that it's important to understand how energetics work because you know I spoke to someone many years ago she was probably in her 80s when I spoke to her about this it was actually at a yogic workshop and she was telling me she was very vital and she was telling me that she had a lot of energy when she was young a lot of sexual energy and she said she didn't know kind of how to manage it how to channel it how to to cope with it she found it quite overwhelming so um I think it's a very important topic to talk about as women how we uh work consciously with energy and how we how we potentially can give that energy away when perhaps we should be treating it with more um, sacredness and um, yeah protect our energy and be conscious of it rather than giving it away because it is sacred it is our divine feminine and uh yeah it's important to to respect it so um i'm going to talk uh a little bit tomorrow more about uh how the kundalini works through the chakras and how the first and second chakra are very key in that process and how we can really liberate ourselves and feel this connection back into the source, back into our creative power. Um, this divine energy, the goddess, uh, as it's referred to a lot in the uh, ancient yogic texts. So uh, this uncurling um, of our feminine energy our pure powerful potential is what we're going to be talking about more of tomorrow uh when i speak to you so thank you everyone and uh i would just like to uh leave you with maybe something you can meditate on and uh that is are you thriving in your life as a woman or are you nearly surviving? Maybe that's something to meditate on in the next 24 hours. Are you thriving or are you merely surviving? And yeah, be honest with yourself, journal, write it down, meditate on it. And uh, we'll talk more tomorrow. Thank you.
Hello, wonderful women. It's Catherine McCusker back again this evening, the third day of the five-day sharing my experience of Kundalini to all of you women. And please don't hesitate to ask any questions or anything that you're curious to know more about. You can either direct message me or uh, you can write it in the chat. So I'm going to start a little differently this evening. I just want you to take a moment and close your eyes if you're listening to this recording. So as you close your eyes, just start to connect to your body. You can be sitting, standing, whatever you prefer. And lengthening tall through your spine. Just relaxing the shoulders. And relaxing into your breath. Taking a few deep, long breaths through the nostrils. And just be aware of what your relationship is to your breath. Our breath is our prana, our life force, and we can access a deeper understanding of our life force through conscious breathing. So allowing the diaphragmatic ribs to move, the navel to move, and diving deep into the breath. And just be aware as you do that of the presence of your energy. How does it feel? What's your relationship to your energy? Breathe right down below the navel point. And then take a Deep inhale through the nostrils. And a full exhale through an open mouth. Empty the lungs, letting go, releasing. And do this two more times, please. Inhale deep through the nostrils. And full expressive exhale through the mouth. And one more time, inhale. And whatever you need to let go of, whatever you need to release, express, now's your chance. Powerful deep exhale through the mouth. Ah. And just staying with the eyes closed for a moment, check in. How do you feel now after just taking that time for yourself to connect to your body, to your breath, to your energy. How do you feel within yourself? Do you feel clearer, more calm, more grounded, more clarity, more awareness? And then slowly open your eyes. 
and welcome back. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Kundalini awakening and the chakras. Carl Jung referred to chakras, energy wheels or centers, uh, as wheels of consciousness. So by that, meaning levels of awareness within the physical body and beyond the physical body. And the ancient yogis spent a lot of time studying these energy centers when they meditated in caves and had the time to do that uh, and sat and discovered and meditated and chanted and did asana breathing and discovered that the body was this incredible, intricate, uh, fascinating, uh, wise and uh, finely tuned instrument that was full of these nadis, these energy channels, uh, as well as uh, the organs, the glands, the nerves. Uh, and they studied how different angles, how different breath techniques, how different mudras, how different sound patterns would activate, stimulate uh, different parts of the body. And Kundalini works a lot with this science of angles and triangles using uh, posture, asana, pranayama, breath work, mudras, hand positions, mental focus, drishti, uh, all of these components, including sound, mantra, all of these components make up this fascinating science of Kundalini, this practice that has been around for thousands of years. And uh, the yogis say that the Kundalini came out of the understanding of the chakra system. And we can't actually see the chakras in the body. However, they are these levels of awareness that we can start to connect to within our body. And they all have an energetic function. And they can help us understand how Kundalini energy travels through our bodies. And each chakra has an important function and is correlated with different aspects of our lives that affect our perceptions, our feelings, our choices. So as I said that before, there are the physical chakras of seven of those uh, within the body and 
these influence our thoughts, our moods and our health. So going back to the awakening of the Kundalini and using these techniques to uh, awaken the Kundalini that lies dormant at the base of our spine. And everyone has Kundalini energy that is coiled up uh, kundu means coiled up. And as I said in my previous uh, shared conversations, it's often referred to as the, the snake energy, the serpent energy. And this uncurling is the awakening of the serpent energy that lies dormant at the base of the spine. So just to be clear, it's not a snake. It's not a serpent. It's a metaphor. Because the snake energy in shamanic terms is very much about um, the spiritual energy. And uh, as a snake uh, sheds its skins, this is kind of the uncurling of the consciousness, the awakening of the consciousness. So that is why you find that Kundalini is often described as this coiled serpent that lies asleep at the base of the spine. And the Kunda, the Sanskrit word Kunda means coiled up or circular. So when we have this experience of the Kunda, Kundalini energy, you really start to deepen your awareness and it can ignite a different uh, clarity, different understanding. So why do we want to wake up this energy? Why do we want to awaken the Kundalini? Because uh, we can integrate that energy more fully within our chakras, our energy centers, and within our reality of life and to really open uh, to our full potential. So we activate, channel that energy, and it's not about just raising it, it's about harmonizing, integrating for better health, for better uh, balance, for inner vitality, for more clarity. So we raise that energy through the chakras and transform our awareness into productive action, which is important because what are you going to do with the energy? Yeah, so this is very key uh, to understanding how powerful your own energy can be and what are you going to do with that energy is very important. Um, so what happens when we start to use these components of breath, movement, sound, mental focus, mudras, uh, we have the possibility of igniting this, uh, energy. And as I said before, it's often described as Shakti. This is the female energy the creative, powerful, primal power, the female energy, Shakti. And if you 
are hearing this word for the first time, I encourage you to maybe read a little bit about Shakti energy in yogic terms. And uh, when I came to Kundalini, I didn't know anything about the Shakti energy, but uh, it's very important, I feel, as women to really open to uh, that energy and how it resonates with you and how you can really come into your own sacred power, creative power with vibrating this energy within you. So, as I said before, the kundal energy is at the base of the spine in the fourth vertebra, so in the muladhara, the root chakra. And once we awaken it, it travels down to the base and moves up through the central nerve channel in the spine, goes through all this, the chakras, through the energy centers, and so it's ignited. And uh, this rising of the energy, energy through the central column to the top of your crown, to the top of the, the skull, uh, is where it activates what is called the pineal gland. And we still don't know a lot about the pineal gland, but the yogis studied the uh, impacts of the pineal gland and they really felt this was like a sacred seed to uh, wisdom, enlightenment, samadhi, as the yogis often refer to enlightenment, like the blissful state. So when the pineal gland secretes chemicals into our brain, we experience this incredible shift in consciousness. And we feel that our body is really starting to rebalance and we feel integrated with our own reality. So we also experience a profound peace. And I really felt with my own experience of Kundalini for the first time, having a Kundalini awakening, that it was just that. I felt an incredible peace within my body and a lightness and uh, a sweetness and uh, uh, something very divine and beautiful. So this is what we call a Kundalini awakening. So it also then goes back down through the central column and rests back at the base once it's done its journey. So it's a very um, powerful thermal current and uh, it has a lot of potential to really heal you and to awaken you and to bring a deeper understanding of how powerful our creative sexual energy, our spiritual energy is. Um, there are a lot of people that will go through their whole lives and never awaken the Kundalini. And in fact, a lot of people aren't even aware that it exists. Um, and so it's really through experiences in your life that either a yogic practice or a meditation practice or some kind of practice that you're committed to, you may have the possibility of 
having this awakening uh, or someone who has a very deep spiritual experience may have experienced um, this enormous potential of psychic energy. So the gift of the Kundalini is that it really has the capacity to confront our ego and clear our attachments so that you can really allow yourself to listen and open to your, your deepest truth and really expand and open to your life's purpose. In these discussions, I'm going to share um, more about the base, the Muladhara Chakra, the first chakra where the Kundalini energy lies asleep, dormant, and the sacral, the Svadhisthana Chakra, the sacral chakra, the second chakra. Uh, I would love to talk to you about <laughs> more of the chakras, but I'm going to focus on these particular two because uh, I feel they are very important. Um, they kind of lie the f lay the foundation for uh, our creative sexual energy, our relationship to that energy and our feeling of being secure within ourselves and um yeah very that that shakti feminine sensual energy which is really uh important for women to connect to and to express uh i feel so um i'm going to give a little bit of an introduction uh, about these two chakras and then tomorrow I will talk more about how we can use techniques to uh, awaken more of the energy here if it is uh, a little blocked and restricted. So uh, the Muladhara is known as the root chakra and uh, the first chakra is located at the base of the spine, as I said, where this kundalini energy lies asleep. So this is very much connected to the earth. And if you visualize a very tall tree, you know, that's maybe hundreds of years old, it has a strong root system. And it needs that in order to kind of grow, survive, thrive. So the roots are penetrated deep into the earth. And this is a good uh, metaphor for our own connection to the earth as human beings, human beings having a spiritual experience. So really feeling that your, your root system is very anchored into the earth. So you feel grounded, you feel secure within yourself. So you can actually visualize that when you're connecting to the base chakra. So it's very much connected um, to the physical world and is also the foundation of 
our physicality and our and the well-being of our body. And all our fears, our different habits, our addictions can be very much locked and trapped in this base chakra. And when we went through the uh, lockdown over the pandemic period, a lot of people's root chakra was tested. I would say everyone's, you know, because we were in this very unusual situation where we were locked inside, we were, you know, locked within ourselves, our life wasn't as we knew it, and it was enforced lockdown. And so people's fears um, were triggered. So when this uh, chakra is blocked or out of balance, it can really start to uh, manifest into a lack of self-worth, into uh, distrust, feeling insecure, and feeling ungrounded. But when you start to work with the energy here and you start to become more conscious of it and uh, you start to clear the blocks and the stagnation and the imbalances, you... uh, you feel this renewed sense of self-worth and a real acceptance of who you are. So this is very much the base, Muladhara Chakra. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the sacral chakra, the Svaristana. So this is located around the sexual organs and uh, around the, uh, just above the sexual organs. So it's very much connected with the element water and it reflects the qualities of water. So it has a flow, it has a flexibility, um, a fluidity. And this is very much the chakra that controls sex, reproduction, mental creativity. Uh, So it's very key for women, especially if we want to uh, bring life into the world. Uh, It's very key for our cycles as women uh, and to understanding our creative sexual energy. So people who are very balanced in this chakra are very creative. They have a real passion for life. And uh, they usually have a a healthy sex life and are very much aware of their uh, generative power to pass on life. So when you're out of balance, when you're not connected, uh, conscious of this energy, this chakra can create a very unhealthy obsession with sex. like an addiction, or indulgent fantasies. So leaving you feeling slightly empty or shameful or guilty. And in Kundalini, we talk about Tantra. And there are three forms of Tantra. So just want to be clear on this. The red is uh, more of the um, manipulative type of Tantra. The black is more the dark forces and the white is the more pure yeah tantric energy so working with 
consciousness to really use that energy in a very uh, loving, conscious, creative way. So this is uh, an energy that we can really tap into with the understanding of Kundalini. So I'm going to finish it uh, this evening with just closing the eyes again. And so take this time to drop into the body. Close the eyes. You can be seated, standing. And if you need to sit on a chair, then that's okay if you can't sit on the floor. And just make yourself comfortable. Close your eyes. And again, we're going to go into the breath and just breathe right down to the root chakra. And the sacral chakra. So the first and second chakras. And you can visualize red, deep red earth for the root and bright orange for the sacral. So if you just breathe into those two energy centers. You can even place a hand on each of them just to uh, feel, experience how that physical contact and the breath make you more aware of these energy centers in the body. So inhaling, exhaling through the nostrils and just tune in to the first chakra. Do you have an acceptance of who you are? This is very much the qualities of a more balanced root chakra where you feel more secure within yourself and just bringing awareness to the sacral chakra the second chakra what's your relationship to your creativity do you have a creative outlet? Do you have a passion for life? And uh, do you have, if you're involved in a relationship, is the, uh, is the sex life healthy? And are you aware of this creative energy? So just breathing long and deep. And then just slowly inhale. Exhale fully through the mouth. And open the eyes. Just meditate on that for the next 24 hours. What is your relationship to your muladhara, your root chakra, and your svarasthana, your sacral chakra? Is this a part within your body? that maybe needs more love, attention, understanding, um, more of a balance. And I will see you again uh, tomorrow. So thank you all for tuning in. 
Hello, wonderful women of the FEEL community. This is Catherine, again, the fourth day of my talk and sharings about Kundalini, my journey through it, uh, and my experience of it. And I'm just going to begin with a quote from Clarissa Pinkola Estes. She wrote the book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Contacting the Power, uh, Connecting to the Power Within Us. And she says, she tells us about the wild woman, the wise and ageless presence in the female psyche. And if you haven't read it, read it. It's uh, a good reminder about um, the wild woman, the theme of women who are in their own power, in their own shakti, as we spoke about earlier, that female primal creative power. And that you have a real sense of when you start to connect to the kundalini energy. So yesterday I spoke a little bit about the chakras, these wheels of consciousness that Jung referred to as. Um, these are located in the spine and you can't actually see them, but you can feel the energy of these energy centers. And we have seven physical ones. But the yogis believe that the chakras went way beyond the physical into the more subtle realms. So the higher levels of consciousness. Uh, when you start to meditate, you know, and as they did the ancient yogis in caves, uh, you know, you could reach these higher levels of consciousness and open to that blissful state known as samadhi. So... Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what can block this energy in the lower chakras in particular. Um, in, my, in my experience, I found that uh, I lost a lot of confidence in a relationship that I had just before I actually experienced Kundalini. And I felt then that I became very shut down with my creative sexual energy. So relationships that aren't the right relationships that um, really are disrespectful or unhealthy or abusive or, um, yeah, not conscious, they can definitely deplete this energy within uh, women. And uh, so that was one experience that I had where I felt that my energy had uh, become quite blocked. And uh, again, in my own personal experience, I feel that um, when I had my child, I haven't said I'm, I'm a mother, I have a beautiful um nine-year-old daughter and uh, I had my daughter at a later stage in life. It was quite a challenging journey for me as a woman. However, um, after a, a long 
journey into uh, trying to conceive, I did, which was a real gift and a blessing. And uh, I would say after I had my daughter, Isabella, I um, had to have cesarean, not an emergency. I tried to deliver her naturally, but in the end I had to because her heart rate was going up. So I delivered um, her through cesarean. And that is quite uh, an invasive surgery. So um, lots of the tissues and the muscles um, are, well, pretty much ripped apart, really, to uh, deliver the child. And so... um, I have found that kind of my relationship to that area of the body, so from the navel down to the pubic bone, has um, taken some time to repair. And um, energetically, yeah, I I feel now after eight years, it's it's back to a place where it was previously, but not exactly. So... Um, yeah, energetically, I think that cesareans change your relationship to that part of your body. Well, it did for me anyway. So they're just two of my personal experiences of how my uh, relationship to the first two chakras changed and also to my energy, my creative sexual energy and... It was really through the discovery of Kundalini that I became much more conscious of this part of my body, of my reproductive organs, of my creative sexual energy, of my um, spirituality um, and of my strength and power as uh, a woman and my sensuality and passion. So I think the chakra system is a really wonderful way of uh, creating this relationship to these different energy centers within our body. And I explained a little bit about the first chakra uh, yesterday. And so um, I'll just go over a few things about this first chakra again. So this is really connected to the earth element. Um, And if you're a visual person, you can visualize deep red earth. And the Sanskrit name is Muladhara. So that means root or foundation. So this is um, the key words really that are connected to this first chakra are your basic needs, like grounding, feeling secure. It's about your survival instinct. Um, And when you're much more um, centered in this chakra, you're more, um, you're feeling much more secure within yourself. Uh, And you're you're feeling like your basic kind of physical needs are being met. Um, so when it's more balanced, when you actually bring awareness to it and you clear the energy and you work with it consciously, um, 
you you find that you have more trust, you value yourself more and you're less fearful. You're much more um, secure within relationships because you're secure within yourself first. You become more secure within yourself first and then as a result of that you become more... um, secure with intimacy in your relationship with someone so um and you're less distrustful uh so you really embrace the relationship from that place of more trust and less fear and uh yeah you embrace that intimacy that perhaps you hadn't before So some of the ways that we work with uh, clearing and circulating this energy and becoming more conscious of it and allowing it to become more balanced is through breath work, through mantra, through movement uh, in the kundalini practice. And I'm just going to describe, say, maybe one or two exercises for each of the chakras first two chakras that you can do um, anytime you like if this is an area you feel you want to work on as a woman and uh, for the root chakra I would say that uh, a combination of breath work with movement is good so if you just sit on the ground um, and that's another thing I was going to say like walking in nature so walking on the earth, if, as, as long as you can walk a lot, get your feet connected down to the earth, even better, get your, your, the base of your spine connected to the earth. So go and sit in nature and plant yourself on the earth. So this is one way of really connecting to the root chakra. And uh, there's an exercise where you just sit on the ground, you stretch your legs out, And you put your hands down on the ground to the side of your hips. And then you just inhale up through the nostrils. So your upper torso is 90 degrees. And then you exhale down through the nostrils. So you just keep going up and down, up and down. And this opens up the lower back, opens up the sacrum, starts to get the energy moving. So the breath is really key in the Kundalini practice. Um... The breath is key to opening the flow of the kundalini energy and uh, without the breath, it it's a very different experience. So really trust in that, you know, just go up and down, legs are stretched out, hands are planted on the ground, the side of your hips, you inhale up to 90 degrees and you exhale all the way forwards. So this is one way to work with the energy uh these are individual exercises of course there are whole like yoga sets that you can do but i would suggest you come to a kundalini class it can be mine or another teacher's and you can always um find teachers wherever you are if you're in london or another city there's lots of kundalini in many places around the world So um, another good way is to do uh, 
is to do dancing. This is a, another good way of kind of stamping it out with your feet on the ground, quite heavy kind of weighted dancing. So you really feel that connection to the earth. So this is a very good way also of uh, working with the root chakra. Personally, I don't believe in forcing activation of Kundalini because I feel that if you force activation of Kundalini energy, then uh, you are kind of playing with fire. This is not advised because um, you might... Uh, find that that triggers the nervous system in a detrimental way. So it's better to go slow with the exercises, uh, go slow with your practice and have a good teacher that can guide you, that can support you and an experienced teacher that knows what they're doing. Yeah, so I don't recommend uh, forced activation of kundalini energy and if anyone says that I, I feel that that's a warning sign because uh, kundalini should be practiced in a way where you feel guided, supported and it's gradual rather than uh, done in a very fast uh, deliberate activation, activation of energy. And so the, um, there's a sound that's very good for activating the root chakra, the muladhara. And this is the sound lam, L-A-M, pronounced as a-lam, and you can just sit cross-legged or on a um, chair and you just put the hands on top of your knees and you focus down towards the base of your spine and you close your eyes and you just chant LUM and really allow that humming sound to reverberate in the base of your spine. So it's LUM And you can also visualize the base of your spine, like the root of the spine, going all the way down towards the earth. Like you're really connected and grounded. So they're just uh, two, well, three exercises with the dancing that you can do um, for moving the energy, for clearing, for opening the energy flow. Uh, in the Muladhara. And once we really start to connect to these energy centers within the physical body, uh, you really start to become much more conscious of the prana, the life force that circulates through the whole body and how that can really affect how we feel, uh, what we intuit, um, and we really can uh, start to 
balance the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious when we open and, and balance the chakras. And also, you know, once we become more conscious of this energy, they, it can affect the choices we make in our lives, yeah, because we're more in tune, we're more connected, we're more um, embodied. And once we do start to have this flow of energy through the body we are, and, and a deeper awareness, we are able to kind of open and integrate our senses so that we feel more elevated, we feel more awake, we feel more graceful, we feel more whole, we feel happier, more joyful and uh, more healthy. So they're all good things. <laughs> Who doesn't want those things? So that's the, the root chakra, a little bit about the root chakra, the muladhara. And, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned in one of the talks previously that our root chakra, I think, on a global level, was really tested during the pandemic when we were all um, forced to go into lockdown. I think everyone's root chakra was really triggered by that experience, Um if you reflect back, you know, it was a very unnatural experience for us all to be in that situation and so to be forced to be, you know, kept inside. So our, our root chakra was definitely triggered, tested and triggered during that time. So moving to the sacral, the second chakra, um, this is very interesting, the sacral, because um, this is where our, the sexual organs are. So the, for women, the ovaries, the reproductive organs. You know, it's very much also to do with the kidneys, um, which in Chinese medicine is connected to all our emotions. Um, and the element here is water. So we've gone from earth to water. We've, we've moved from the... Uh, we're moving from the from the dense to the less dense in elemental terms. And so this change from earth to water is uh, mirrored in the quality, represented in the quality of this sacral chakra. And so this is very much to do with um, change. And the, the consciousness of this chakra comes with the flow, um, the duality and the attraction of the opposites. So when someone's centered more in the sacral, in the second chakra, the Svarasthana, um, they need the freedom to be creative. This is very key. So if you're in a relationship, for example, um, with someone and you feel suffocated, you feel like your creativity's being stifled, you feel stagnant, you feel kind of, um, I don't know, controlled. Uh, this uh, energy in the sacral starts to kind of, starts to fall asleep, it starts to kind of lie stagnant. So someone who's more centered in this sacral, they need to be, they need the freedom to be creative. Um, 
So when when it's more when you work with the energy and it becomes more balanced and clear, the energy, you have this capacity to initiate, to create creative projects. And I remember when I came to Kundalini, gosh, over 20 years ago now, I um, just found that this energy really accelerated within me. And and, and I I previously, because of a relationship that was not healthy, um, that I'd had, I had kind of shut down this creative sexual energy. And when I came to Kundalini, within a very short time, I really felt alive, awake. I felt much more sensual, the passion. I felt the creativity start to flow. And so much so that um, within that time of my uh, initial Kundalini journey, I ended up... um, I ended up writing a book, uh, f- finding, uh, f- founding a, a, a an organic green tea company with a friend. I um, produced two mantra meditation CDs. I uh, opened up a yoga studio. I kept singing. I... Uh, ended up having a baby. So it it really did change my life in a very creative way when I came to Kundalini after having felt that I was stifled, that my energy was stagnant. So, yeah, it gives this, when the energy is flowing in the sacred, it gives this ability to initiate, to really go for it, to go with the flow, to trust. Um, and... Relationships change too. They become uh, less shallow when the second chakra is more in balance. And also you have less shame of your body, of your sexuality. And, um, yeah, you're more you, more... you you have more genuine intimacy in your relationships and there's more of an empathy that you start to have, more of a, a generous uh, and a generosity and willingness to share with others. And, and the relationships change, not only with yourself, but if you choose to have a relationship with another person, they, they can become mutually empowering. Um, and then of course, there's this passion for life. And, I, and I've really felt that in my Kundalini journey, that it, it kind of awakens that passion. And, uh, yeah, so the key words for this sacral are very much creativity, desire, sexuality. And for women, I feel for us it's so important that we um, that we keep this alive. And I'm going to close now because I'm going to talk about tomorrow... Uh, why it's important at every stage of our life to keep this alive. Because as we all know, as women, we go through stages um, very much guided by the moon um, cycles and that's reflected in our bodies. We go through different stages, um, puberty, um, womanhood, giving life, uh, perimenopause, menopause, 
so these are stages that we all should acknowledge as a woman that, you know, they create different experiences for us within our bodies. And instead of shying away from it, we can embrace it. And so Kundalini is a tool, is a way of, um, the Kundalini practice is a, is a way of maintaining that vitality, that passion, that creativity, that sensuality. So with that, I'm going to say thank you and uh, good night. And I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. And I will talk more about the Kundalini energy and how we can keep that spark, that light ignited. That was Catherine McCusker, a Kundalini yoga teacher, the author of Everyday Kundalini and a professional opera singer. You can find information about her and ways to find her workshops in London and Paris and other retreats all over the world in the show notes. You are also very much welcome to join our Telegram group and listen to more of her audios and audios of over 25 more intimacy, feminine energy and spirituality teachers. And also, we'd be very happy to see you at our London workshop on the 3rd of March 2024 if you still have time to come and join us. Thank you so much for listening to the Feminine Power podcast. Your attention your presence means so much to us. If you want to join the field portal and become our founding member, we are still accepting our founding members for another few weeks and you have a chance to become the core of our community and receive lifelong benefits such as 50% off our membership and access to our team and teachers, live calls, special community benefits and offers and so much more if you apply and join our founding membership while we are still accepting the founding members. Otherwise, join our regular membership and access all the necessary practices, rituals and tools to cultivate sexual energy at any time. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to sharing more with you in our next episode.